Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tuesday morning, what is up? Richmond, Michael Phillips here, MP on the mic. Welcome aboard a busy show today. Lots going on, lots Will be going on. We're now less than 12 hours away from tip-off in beautiful, scenic Olean, New York. Uh, St. Bonaventure's taking on VCU tonight. I always say it with an extra S. Uh, just St. Bonaventure. There's no, it's not St. Bonaventure's. He's, uh, the Saint's not around. He's, he's long dead. But the team is alive, and the Bonnies will be taking on VCU tonight. 7 o'clock up there in Olean. little revenge game. For the Rams, you'll hear it right here, of course, on 910. The Fan 105.1 FM Worldwide on the free Odyssey app. Welcome aboard. VCU installed this morning as four-point underdogs, uh, which I certainly understand. Uh, This is a team that struggled to control the Bonnies in the first outing. Uh, Bonnies uh, were making three-pointers when they wanted to. Chad Venning inside was obviously dominant. They'll need to find an answer for him. They struggled against Davidson. In the interior, uh, it's not an area of their game they've been able to shore up. On the other hand, uh, I think reason to believe, and this is a better VCU outfit uh, than the one that played that game, even though the roster's uh, maybe arguably a little more banged up. Zeb Jackson uh, played against Davidson, presumably will go tonight. So everybody available. But it, it feels like they've found their flow a little more. Uh, feels like they, they've hit their groove and... Uh, I think this is an important one if if uh, if they want to be the team they see themselves as being, which is a, a double by team in Brooklyn, a team that can hang with you are with Dayton. Uh, you, you lost badly to these guys at the Siegel Center tonight's the night to avenge that loss. We'll see how Coach Ryan Odom and crew do uh, on a weird travel schedule. They played Saturday night in Charlotte, North Carolina, at Davidson, uh, and they just never came home. Uh, they went straight from Charlotte. Up to uh, rural New York, Olean, New York, where they've been hanging out, practicing, getting ready for tonight's game. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, I thought they looked good against Davidson. the The three point shooting is going to make or break these guys every time they come on the floor. Uh, you you've seen the stats. 
This is the number one three-point efficiency team in the Atlantic 10. That doesn't guarantee you you're going to make them when you shoot them. And uh, when you live by the three, you also die by the three. Uh, what I love, though, is that defense has come to play in key moments recently. And that defense is absolutely going to be counted on to carry them tonight as they take on St. Bonaventure, Bonnie's, and the Rams, 7 o'clock. Uh, big game last night, finally had a... Finally had a loser. Been a while since we've had a loser around here. Our teams had just been winning nonstop, uh, but the Hokies were unable to corral Duke. Uh, 77-67, the final from the castle. The Blue Devils are the winners over Virginia Tech, and and Duke is rounding into form. That looks like a good team. I, I mentioned VCU's defense as being kind of what kick-started their recent resurgence. Uh, I think you have to you have to tip your hat to Duke's defense, what they were able to do to Virginia Tech shooters, what they were able to do to Sean Padula last night, keeping them in check uh, from the outside. That's uh, That's been so important this year in college basketball. The teams that can lock down defensively can withstand those stretches where the offense isn't clicking uh, as, as well as it normally does. So for Virginia Tech, uh, big games ahead, but it feels like a lost opportunity as, as they chase an NCAA tournament burst still. Still within range, but uh, it gets harder uh, when you don't pick up that big home victory uh, against a quality team. Only only so many of those opportunities uh, to spread around. Uh, so that's that's the college basketball scene this morning. We'll look forward to that Rams game tonight. You'll hear that right here on 910 The Fan. Busy day today. Uh, the Senior Bowl is underway in Mobile, Alabama. That's where the top college football players go to... Uh, audition for the NFL. The coaches are down there. The scouts are down there. Well, the commander's coach isn't down there because they don't have a coach. We'll uh, we'll get into the latest on the commander's coach search in the next segment. But uh, the Adam Peters, the general manager, he'll make an appearance down there. The team scouts. Uh, obviously, all the attention will be on what will the commanders do with the number two overall pick. Uh, the excitement's going to build as we get closer to April. Uh, as these guys make the rounds, this is just the first stop. The Senior Bowl this week, Combine coming up in February, uh, and then they'll make visits to the individual teams. What do you want the commanders to do at number two? Are you, are you starting to turn your attention to it? Uh, what, do, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see which way they go. We'll, uh, we are tentatively slated to talk to Ben Standig, uh, our friend from The Athletic, at 11 o'clock today. Uh, that, of course, pending whatever he's up to down in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, that's a that's a heck of a city pair to name check in an opening segment. Olean, New York, and Mobile, Alabama. I venture to say, the first time that city pair has been name checked in one sports radio segment in, in Richmond, Virginia. Call going out on a limb for that one. I I think uh, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a new record. But uh, the, Jim Nagy, he's the uh, he is the head of the Senior Bowl. Opened it up this morning. He said he thinks this is the worst draft he's ever seen in rounds five through seven the last rounds of the draft and he chalks that up to more and more kids staying in school to get nil money uh because now you can get paid to play college football it used to be and you guys remember some of the you know, redskins players of the year right Bashad breland was a late round fine he came out of school early to be in the nfl draft to start getting paid because he he had had a kid he needed some money uh he can just you know if that happens today they just stay in school uh, the schools are paying them. So he says that the draft is not as deep as it traditionally is. Now, that'll catch up to itself over a few years because 
Those kids do have to leave eventually. You can't just stay in college forever. Uh, but but for this year, he says it's a very soft draft late. Uh, plays well for the Commanders. They got five picks in the top 100. Uh, so there's going to be a ton of excitement coming out of the Senior Bowl, coming into the Combine. What will they do? How will they reload their roster? Uh, and we'll certainly look forward to that. Uh, did, I say they have to leave. Did you see the Miami kid? Miami tight end Cam McCormick is returning to Miami, the U, for his ninth season of college football next year. Uh, lots of people go to school for nine years. They're called doctors. Uh, he's a football player. He has been to multiple colleges, has suffered multiple injuries, and he had he had a leg injury that kept him out for three years, and the NCAA granted him an additional three years of eligibility. Plus, he redshirted for a year, uh, which gets him to eight if you're keeping score. He is eligible to take a COVID year, and he is going to take his COVID year and return to the University of Miami for his ninth season of college football. He entered college uh, at Oregon. Uh, Hazel's here. Entered college the same year as Justin Herbert, who isn't just in the NFL, but like has, has fully been in the NFL for a long time. Uh, he was in Nick Bosa's class. Uh, and Nick's like on his second contract now. Uh, Cam's already got a bachelor's and a master's degree. Uh, he's in he's in postgraduate studies now at the U. I would love to see what postgraduate studies look like at the U uh, as he uses uses his COVID year. But you you see the NIL money getting thrown around all over the place. Uh, the big story: Ohio State spent thirteen million dollars this offseason to keep players there. Uh, and and I you know look, it's it's funny to me. In college football, traditionally, it's a it's a fundraising arm for the university. You fundraise off of wins, right? Like, we won the championship. Hooray. Give money to the school. Let's keep it rolling. You know, build a new facility. Build a new building. Ohio State lost to Michigan this year, and they sent out the call the next day. We lost to Michigan. Give us money. This can never happen again. Uh, and they raised, they raised, apparently, according to this report, $13 million for the NIL fund to pay players to come back and ensure that they never lose to Michigan uh, again. What, I, I mean, I guess Michigan's going to have to raise $13 million as well. I don't, I don't know. Uh, $13 million only lasts until somebody else raises $13 million. Then you gotta, you got to raise more. I, w- I would love to see how this is impacting the broader economy. Uh, all, the, all this money now being funneled into uh, NIL, paying college football players. Wait, what are we do- what are we doing here? Where is this money coming from? Are there businesses going out of business? I, we, I'm sorry, honey, I, I can't get you jewelry uh, for Valentine's Day this year. We lost we lost to Michigan. We gotta we gotta gotta, gotta, gotta beat Michigan next year. We beat Michigan, you can have a diamond necklace. No, all 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 extra money is going into the fund till we beat Michigan. Then we'll consider. Then we'll think about it. <laughs> We're off and running. It's a Tuesday morning. Uh, we'll play a segment chat with my friend Craig Hoffman from up in D.C. That's at the bottom of the hour. Uh, you know we have thoughts on the Richmond gun hole. Uh, if, you're, if you've been anywhere in the last 24 hours, it's, it's all the rage. It's all the kids are talking about. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that. And Ben Standing joins us at 11. It's a game day. VCU takes on St. Bonaventure tonight, 7 o'clock on the fan. But when we come back... A monster day. And the Washington Commanders coaching search will tell you where 
owner Josh Harris is, what he's up to, and what to expect. That on the other side of this, off and running. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. Back at it, 1017 on a Tuesday morning. Thank you for joining us. Michael Phillips here, MP, on the mic on a big day. Uh, we covered why it's a big day. VCU against the Bonnies up there in only New York tonight, 7 o'clock on the fan. A big day for the Washington Commanders as well. Meeting with the guy who might be the guy. The ownership group, Josh Harris, his search committee, Bob Myers, Rick Spielman, uh, the whole crew, Headed up there, presumably, I don't know this, Adam Peters. I'm assuming Adam Peters will be part of the meeting and he'll get to the Senior Bowl when he gets to the Senior Bowl. Uh, That would be my guess. But I do not know that for sure. I would think he'll want to be a part of this. Uh, Final coaching interviews today for the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. They are reportedly going to talk to Dan Quinn. But more importantly, they're going to be in Detroit. They will interview Defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn and offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Now, Ben Johnson has been the favorite ever from the get-go to become the next coach of the Washington Commanders. Uh, he is basically everything they've said they wanted in a coach. He's 37 years old. He's young. Uh, he comes from the offensive side of the ball. He's, he's a Detroit Lions play caller. Has gotten the most you could possibly get. Out of Jared Goff these last few years, has built an offense, uh, strong offensive line, great run game, innovative concepts. Uh, I mean, the way they blitzed the 49ers for two quick touchdowns on Sunday, a a strong closing argument. Also, a leader, a culture guy. Uh, You know, of course, about Dan Campbell up there in Detroit. We play his clips all the time. But Ben Johnson, equally renowned as being a guy players love to play for. He checks all the boxes. Seems to meet all the criteria. The question is, uh, are they going to offer him the job tonight to become the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? And if they do, we're two-thirds of the way there. You've got your you've got your GM, Adam Peters. You would have your coach at that point. And be on to the draft to find your quarterback as the rebuild continues here. Now, uh, uh, it was a little bit of a panicky day yesterday in the Washington Commanders media universe. Because Adam Schefter, the the consummate NFL insider, was on the Pat McAfee show, and he dropped this little uh, mini-bomb of information. Commander's job. I know people have said that he's the presumptive favorite, and he may get the job. Like, he... he... Well, first and foremost, I'm not convinced yet that Ben Johnson's getting the commander's job. I know people have said that he's the presumptive favorite, and he may get the job. Like, he he very well may. He's in contention. But that is not a slam dunk at all right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they are definitely looking at other people as well. And again, they may come back to Ben Johnson. But I think that they're pretty impressed with Mike McDonald and Aaron Glenn and Anthony Weaver as well. And I think those guys are going to have a legitimate chance to get that job. Um, and then Ben Johnson's also in playing Seattle. So you have to see, okay, well, if he doesn't get Washington, is he then in Seattle? Or does Seattle pull an upset? Again, people have people have said here that they think Ben Johnson is going to Washington and Dan Quinn is going to Seattle. Yes. And I will bet you, I will bet you that at a minimum, one of those is not right. Huh. At a minimum. Ooh. Ooh. Juicy. He's... 
Everybody assumes he's the favorite, but don't count on that. Now, I will say this. Where, where the information comes from is very important here, right? And there is no information coming from Josh Harris and his group. They haven't talked about this. They've run a very tight-lipped process. People around the league, you talk to anybody in the NFL, they'll tell you this, this is the guy. Ben Johnson's the guy. Uh, he, he, these other teams that wanted to coach uh, have gone ahead and hired coaches. They believe he's going to Washington. It would be a full stunner if he didn't go to Washington. Now, the Seahawks are still in the running. Maybe they come in and throw a big pile of money at him at the buzzer. It uh, feels unlikely to me. It, it seems far more likely to me the, that Adam Schefter is just trying to pump up interest in the search, the comprehensiveness of the search, right? Because they, they're still talking to people. They did interviews yesterday, talked to Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator yesterday. Nobody wants to go through an interview where the process is already decided. That's a bad look for everybody, right? Well, we talked to you and we loved hearing from you. Just know we already made up our mind before this interview started. So thank you for dropping by. I've been a part of a few of those in my life. That does happen. But it's a bad look at the NFL level. It's a bad look for a new ownership group coming into the league. Their vested interest here is in letting you know we are running a comprehensive search. All options will be considered. We're open to great presentations. By all accounts, Ben Johnson is going to blow them away in the interview. Everybody says, you talk to this guy for 10 seconds, you love him and you want to play for him. Uh, UNC guy, went to UNC, uh, has has a bunch of crazy smart degrees, like math and, and engineering. Uh, I I don't know if that helps him in the, in the NFL. I don't know if that does anything for him as an offensive coordinator, but apparently just very sharp guy. Uh, I, I would be stunned if he's not the coach. Now, I think Seattle's the one Adam's referring to, and people say they assume it's Dan Quinn because of the ties. I think Mike McDonald is a red-hot candidate right now, and I think he makes a ton of sense in Seattle. All that place is is going against Kyle Shanahan offenses. You do it against the Rams. You do it against the Niners. Uh, a guy who can shut that down, that's a valuable asset for them, uh, especially if Pete Carroll can hang around there and, and help mentor him. But I, you know, I, I'm not sold that that this is truly being revisited. The other thing yesterday that I, I found equally ridiculous was, well, did you see how the Lions choked away the NFC title game? Do you really want Ben Johnson? Yes, yes, of course you do. Of course you still want Ben Johnson. Look, that was not a master class in in time management, in point management in the second half against the Niners. I want the guy who was up 24-7 over, over the best roster in football at halftime of the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I, I want that guy. Well, the only one I hold against him, by the way, why didn't he kick the field goals? You know, it matters so much. The kicker was not good, and it was outdoors, and it was a cold night. His career percentage on those kicks was about 50%. So even if you just take the three points, there weren't three points on the board. There, was, there were one and a half points on the board. The 50% field goal is very different than a makeable 100% field goal. The only one I will hold against him, and uh, Dan Campbell took the blame for this yesterday, but the only one I would hold against him is the third down run. Uh, I, that was late in the game, and Greg Olson called it from the booth. You had three timeouts. You had to hang on to all three so you could get the ball back after you scored. It was a too smart by half play there where you run the ball on third down, the clock runs, you have to waste the time out, you end up not being able to try. I don't think it mattered in the end, but it was a bad call. It was uh, it's shades of Pete Carroll outsmarting the Patriots on the goal line, throwing the pass instead of letting Marshawn Lynch run it in, right? The opposite of that. 
Pete Carroll had a timeout. Uh, these these guys did not have a timeout to use. Dan Campbell took the blame. And I, I just want to say to you and to everybody out in Radio Land, I don't care. I, I, I just don't care. He's He's got a whole season of resume. He's got a whole season of doing things the Detroit Lions have never done before. With Jared Goff, by the way, not... This isn't one of these guys you're like, well, if he doesn't have a star team, how's he going to be? He has Jared Goff. You can find a Jared Goff. Jared Goffs are available. This isn't like Eric Bieniemy. How will Eric Bieniemy do without Patrick Mahomes? Not so great, it turns out. Turns out you need Patrick Mahomes helps you look good as a coach. Well, if you hire Eric Bieniemy, can we get a Patrick Mahomes? Those guys don't grow on trees. Now, I, I got into dangerous territory the other day speaking out about Jared Goff. So I'll say this. I like him. I'm just saying you can find a Jared Goff. Now, I don't think Sam Howell is as good as Jared Goff. I, I don't think they have one on the roster. But you're picking number two. You can get one. Kirk Cousins is a free agent. He's a Jared Goff. There's Jared Goffs out there available. That's not a, that's not a ridiculous thing to think you could get him. And And if you get one of those guys and you pair him with a coach who knows what he's doing, I like the hire, and I'm not going to be dissuaded by by one bad call at the end of a game he had never coached in in his entire life. That that's my thought. Now, one more clip from the uh, from the Schefter thing here, uh, and this is look, I'm not here to badmouth Adam Schefter, who whose cell phone is probably the most impressive list of people in America, uh, and, and he reports the information, and that's his job. But here he is at the end talking about Bill Belichick. Uh, this is Bill Belichick's future from Adam Schefter. I, I think that he's sitting back and waiting, and he's going to see how this all evolves still. And by the way, like, again, there still are two openings, and neither one has contacted him yet. But what I would also say is let's see how these couple of days go, and let's see if somehow, Whoa. somehow, in a long shot, unlikely way, he enters the picture in one of them. Like, I don't think it's likely, but it's not, until the jobs are filled – He's still out there. That's the grain of salt. If you listen to that, that's the grain of salt. Bill Belichick, a guy who has not been approached by either of these teams, could still be hired because they could hire anybody. They could hire you. They could hire me. They've reached out an equivalent number of times to both me and Bill Belichick. We're on equal footing in this job. The door is not closed until the door is closed. That's the grain of salt. That's what you need to hear when he says, they're not done with Ben Johnson. They're not done. They might still hire Bill Belichick, a guy they've talked to zero times throughout the entire process. I'm sta- I'm standing by Ben Johnson. Uh, I you know I you know I would love Mike McDonald too. What he's done this year has been incredibly impressive. I just think Johnson's a year readier for it. He'll come in with a staff, with a crew, be ready to go. We'll continue the conversation with our guy Craig Hoffman from the Team 980 in DC. Uh, lots more coming. It's a fun month. It's a it's a Tuesday. It's not Monday anymore. It's Tuesday. We've turned the calendar. It's a great Tuesday show. Hope you'll stick with us. MP on the mic. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. on a Tuesday morning, rolling up to the top of the hour. AWOD Radio takes over at noon. Grant and Danny drive you home and then don't go anywhere. VCU hoops against the Bonnies tonight at 7 o'clock. If there's anybody I trust to keep his finger on the pulse of this town, it's JC, of course. Uh, Hazel joining us as well today. Fun day in the studio. Uh, JC, the the town is literally a buzz right now. Uh, what's, What's the scoop? It's the Richmond Gun Hole, Michael. Do you I have can't. your tickets? 
I, <laughs> to the gun hole. Bought my tickets to the gun hole show. Um, I think I just inherently, I inherently get in for free to the to the gun hole show. Um, the the Richmond gun hole is. Uh, tell 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 us what the gun hole is. Uh, so it is a it is a divot in the sidewalk on the corner of Addison and Main in the Fan District of Richmond. It is shaped like a gun, a very large gun. So, like when they pour the concrete, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. the kid will like write his initials in there, you know, or something. And in Chicago. There's a very famously like a rat died in the concrete while it was being poured. <laughs> and so now in Chicago, there's a sidewalk with a rat hole in it. Yeah. Uh, and this made national news. But but we have we now have one better. Yeah. Move over Chicago rat hole. Make way for Richmond gun hole. And that's that's the buzz. That's it's all over Twitter. It's all over Facebook, Instagram right now. Uh, Odyssey's own Liz Harris shared a <laughs> shared a hilarious. What are people post. saying about about the gun hole? Uh, they're romanticizing it. What if we kissed at the Richmond gun hole? They say, I don't know. I think I think that's true love. <laughs> I, I feel a little bad for whoever lives in in front and behind the sidewalk there. Yeah. They now has a tourist destination in front of their house. Yeah, hundred percent. It it can't be uh can't be making their you know morning commute very easy. Or just getting in and out of the house. How many questions do you think people have for them, you know, like every day? Well, I want a historic marker there. So, so mm-hmm. do we know, is it a real, was it a real gun at one point? What? So sources are saying that it was a water gun. It was not a, okay, uh, that makes me feel, not an actual. That makes me feel bad. I could take my kids to see the gun hole then. Well, because it would have been a mm-hmm. gigantic revolver if it was real. I was always thinking to myself like that's got to be a 357 or something so people are it's just water gun. people are traveling to the fan to see a hole in the grant in the concrete mm-hmm. that divot in the concrete that looks like a gun that was made by a water gun yeah. what a town what not a town only to see but to honor it yeah that's right oh how can you not love this place you you had a news story about the gun oh we, we've got a full-blown shrine nbc um, 12 was live there this morning 12 on your side well they are on my side they're le- they're they're telling me what i need to know that's right yeah um, yeah, I mean, it's become a veritable internet sensation as well as uh, it's been a local legend. So, I mean, you know that I'm a, I'm a Richmonder born and raised. I've, I've been aware of the gun hole since, since forever. You I just knew thought about it, was, it. I just thought it was there. And I you didn't, you didn't tell Richmond. me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You kept this from us. You kept this from us? It's You've just known one about of those it. things. Hey, it, what's his... Uh, How long has it been there? So we're we're discerning that uh, the person that lives at the residence says that they've been there for twenty years and that it was there before they moved in. So long time. Well, I've never lived in a Richmond without the gun hole, and I've never known about it until now. I feel let down by all my friends. It's it's been there the whole so, time. So a, a rat dies in in wet concrete in Chicago, and now somebody can't get to their house in the fan because because it's uh, it's a local monument i don't know what it is you you read this read the story for us here uh, so uh we've got uh you could do that we're good that, that's fair use i was gonna ask you're good yeah you know i'm not i'm not setting you up for anything here we, we can read the story on the air that that's fair use we're good so uh we're gonna review the story <laughs> from 12 on your side yeah uh you may have heard of that's the, uh, right riley wyant uh, that is she, riley wyant yeah she knows her stuff she she's probably the foremost 
gun hole authority in the area. So, so yeah, what you got here? Got to be. And it's new developments on the hour. <laughs> you may have heard of the viral rat hole that's become a massive sensation in Chicago. Now, Richmonders have discovered something just as bizarre on a sidewalk in the fan. The iconic Richmond gun hole began gaining tons of attention on social media over the weekend. I love it. Uh, local Scott Boastfield says, you're not a Richmondite, and I had to correct him, Richmonder. <laughs> Richmonder is the correct term for a person from Richmond. Yes. Yeah, okay. Get at That's, me at the last of my wits on X, confirm that. It is Richmonder, oh, not yeah. Richmondite. No, it's Richmonder, yeah. Sorry, Scott. Yeah. I had to come after you. That's all right. Unless you've seen the gun He's clout chasing you are the gun not hole. a Richmonder. We, we all see it. We all see it. Oh, and it, he's, he's looking for boasting rights. Yeah, you see what I did there? Uh-huh. It's simply an indentation on the sidewalk shaped like a gun. Uh, quote, it's just something about being in Richmond, passerby Casey Inyo said, uh, quote, only Richmonders would get it. Oh, we, we are talking to people. We're getting the scoop. All right. We got passerby. We got, uh, just skip a little further down in here, because, oh, yeah, the, what if we Wait, kissed at sk- the... you're not skipping my guy Goat Gatsby, are you? Oh, no, of course not. That's okay. what I'm getting to. So, Goat... <laughs> you can't skip Goat. <laughs> it's not a Richmond story unless Goat weighs in. Mm-hmm. The infamous uh, How is he Richmonder everywhere? Gatsby. How is he everywhere? I'd He's s- everywhere. We. It, it's general <laughs> assembly season. He's at all the committee meetings. He's at the gun hole. He's everywhere. How does he do it? I'd, I saw his photo at this the end like, of the article, this and is like I was in like, Harry I've Pot- seen this guy. This is like a Harry bars. Potter when Hermione took all the classes at once. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, it, there's, there's some magic here. He's involved. got a time turner. I'm That's telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, Go Gatsby says <laughs> they don't have to get it, but once they see this right here, they'll start to get a little clue that Richmond, we're a little bit weird. Yeah. And Gatsby's got that right. I, we're I, a little bit weird. Tourism to that block of uh, Addison has has skyrocketed. And it's become a shrine. So there have been offerings made. This is what Hazel was getting at. What, right, are, what are people mm-hmm. putting there? We are putting things such as condoms, batteries. Um, I, you say shrine, and then you just describe like things people throw in the trash. <laughs> things, yeah. Uh, a candy bar. <laughs> I saw a candy bar. We've got the Jesus candles, of course. Okay. Um as if it's actually like a gun died there. Arrest him, gun, gun. Victim of gun violence. <laughs> gun on gun violence. Gun on gun violence. You took it out of my. I did, yeah. The under, un, underrated cause of gun death. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gatsby also says it would probably be the first time they've ever timely filled a hole in the city of Richmond responding to the city Wait, talking about ab- filling it up. Are they thinking about filling it up? This is where we need to get upset. Well, they they should sell tickets to it. We could uh, we could get the pothole <laughs> problem fixed immediately if they just sold tickets to it. That's what I'm saying. Are Maybe there naysayers? Just, there are there are gun hole naysayers? naysayers? We got to hear from both sides. Absolutely, we are nothing if not fair and balanced. We have residents from the uh, from that two three block radius saying that it's it's made uh, you know getting in and out of home very difficult because it has become a very popular pedestrian stop, um, as one can imagine. You see a gun-shaped hole in the ground. You got to flock around it and throw your favorite things on t- on top of it and into it. There was also spare chains mm-hmm. uh, offered to the gun holes. So. Is it is it impolite to just pick up the spare change as you're walking by? Because if, if I see a quarter on the sidewalk, I'm picking. Like, what's the smallest amount of money you'd pick up on the sidewalk? Because for me, it's a nickel. I was gonna say I'm not stopping for a penny, but nickel and above. I'm silver pick, change. I'm, I'm picking it up. Heck yeah, yeah. 
I'm with you on that, actually. But if it's an offering, I, I may end up cursed if I do that. So I, I got to gotta look out. You don't want to get cursed by the gun hole. Especially not That's in Richmond. for sure. No. A little bit weird. Yeah. Oh, you, you'd be exiled from Richmond. <laughs> but yeah, you're walking along, uh, heading up to Sticky Rice. You look down and and magic happens. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gun-shaped <laughs> hole in the sidewalk. I've never. This is the best thing. Uh, that, and that's, you know, that's all it takes for a viral internet sensation uh, is enough people to say this is great and enough people to agree with them. I, I've known about it forever, so I'm I'm just as surprised as anyone else who's known about it forever. Like, why is it just now getting viral You should have got some copyrights on it. You made some t-shirts or something. I've seen the Richmond gun hole. Maybe you should drop a business card. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. at the shrine. Right, yeah. Some, mm. drop, drop a business card, win a free lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Whatever it is. Now someone's going to take gonna that idea, There's going to be a hot dog cart there by 11 o'clock. <laughs> the new, Richmond's new must-see attraction. So, I wondered when the monuments went down what people would see when they came to <laughs> Richmond. So I'm, I'm glad we have our answer. What now. are we going to replace it with? We've, dire- yeah. we've directed the people now to, to something that's truly Richmond. And so you're lobbying for a historic plaque, like a landmark plaque, right? I, it's it's been up there for a whole day and a half now. I think it's I think it's been there long enough. It's about time. Uh, we'll probably do the show live from there soon. Uh, <laughs> love a good love a good remote. We'll do a remote. But now when we get back from Vegas, obviously, right? We'll we'll do our remote from the gun hole. We got a budget here. We you know it, it's it's tough. It's tough to be everywhere you want to be. Absolutely. Uh, Hazel gun gun hole thoughts. Have you been to the gun hole? I have not been to the gun hole, and I feel like I'm missing out. I feel I, like I'm missing something inside. We mm. all do. We we all feel that empty hole in our hearts that can mm-hmm. only be filled with a cement-shaped water gun imprint. No question. No question. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Hold another hour radio on deck. Ben Standig from The Athletic joins us to talk all things commanders on the other side of this. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. Hour number two, MP on the mic, 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM Worldwide on the free Odyssey app. Game day, 7 o'clock tonight, VCU at the Bonnies. We're looking forward to that one, little revenge game for VCU after getting worked in the first one, part of that low point of the season, the loss to them and G-Dub. Pre-game coverage starts 615, you know where to be right here, 910 The Fan. We uh, dial up the listen- the lines now and we head down to Mobile, Alabama, where our guy Ben Standig is at the Senior Bowl this week for The Athletic and his podcast, The Standig Room Only. Ben, what is up? Uh, Mr. Phillips, uh, pleasure to chat with you down here in lovely uh, Mobile where it is not 30-something degrees, so pretty happy with that so far. I have done one Senior Bowl in my entire life. Um, I enjoyed it well enough. It's they, they run it very well. It's a lovely place. I will be honest, I don't remember the players, I don't remember the interviews, I don't remember the practices. What I remember is that the Senior Bowl is sponsored by Reese's, and in the workroom, they have a football helmet that is filled with Reese's miniatures that is kept full at all times of the day, and I gained 10 pounds that week at the Senior Bowl. I remember the first time when I was a kid and I went to Hershey Park in Pennsylvania, and everywhere you went in town, there were Hershey, some Hershey candies. That is what it is like here when you're in the uh, like the main part of the convention center or the, the meeting area. Nothing but Reese's everywhere of various varieties. And, yes, it can be very dangerous, especially in the late hours. 
I love it. Ben Standig joining us. Uh, we'll get into the coaching search, obviously. But the reason you're there, uh, aside from the other prospects, number two overall draft pick, uh, the, the, the Heat's about to be on here. Uh, uh, who's there? Um, what are they going to do this week? And, and what are you expecting to see? Yeah, for, for, the, for the number two pick, this is not the, the place to be. That'll be the combine. None of those. Uh, players are in this range, and, you know, none of the quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, uh, Drake May, but you do have here uh, Oregon uh, quarterback Bo Nix and Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. So while they're not in play at two, I wouldn't believe they could be in play for the first round. And, you know, should Washington decide, hey, we want to get a big haul of picks and assets and trade down, then maybe these guys become uh, something they would take a look at. But yeah, there's also a lot of you know, offensive linemen here. I think you may have heard Washington needs to upgrade their their, their uh, big man up front. Well, where were um, you last and, March, Ben? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so there's that. You know, obviously, look. I mean, this is a team that has holes everywhere, other than like wide receiver. And even there, I could make an argument for a certain type of receiver. You know, they kind of need almost everything. So. Um, the, you know, this is a good opportunity. And again, for, for Washington, part of the excitement for this year is it's not just that they have number two pick, which is fun. They have six picks in the top 102 and nine picks overall. So this is really, you know, if, if they're going to make strides for this year, this is the, the draft to get it done. So, you know, uh, the draft starts in Mobile, as I say. I love that. I've been saying five picks in the top 100, but you that you want up to me there. Six in the top 102. That gets me even more excited. That That throws another pick in. Which is just two extra spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The, the top 100 is basically the first three rounds. Uh, somebody threw that out at me a, a few weeks ago, so I've, yeah, I've started just to uh, to run with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, look, it, it's it, it it it's it's not even so much the pick itself in terms of like what player will they pay, will they take. It's the assets, and if you can if you do this right, you know, you can keep spinning this thing forward and always having extra a surplus of picks every year if you know how to read the board you know you can trade down get more stuff or obviously at some point you got to take players and uh you know i think in the top half of the draft meaning round like one to four i think this is considered to be pretty good after that it sounds like it gets a little dicey a lot of guys stayed in school because of nil things like that but um yeah I, the, the, you know there's a this is a good year uh to have a lot of picks in the top 102 good year at the top i want to i want to get this out there now is there any chance they consider a non-quarterback at number two, Marvin Harrison Jr. or Joe Alt, the offensive lineman. I mean, you know, I can't. I would. I would assume no. Now, uh, of course, like you know, one of the interesting things that you know you and I and others have to deal with now is whatever assumptions we've had in the past, we cannot make anymore about what this organization will look to do because yeah. it's all new. I mean, as we're saying here, there's no there's no head coach, <laughs> but now Adam Peters is in charge of the front office and even just ownership. I mean, hopefully Josh Harris isn't involved in deciding which left guard they want to draft, but just in terms of philosophy, you know, what's the urgency, how quickly does this thing need to get turned around or are you cool with, with sort of building all that is, is new and different. So I guess to the point of, of Harrison, like he might be the best player in the whole draft other than Caleb Williams, or maybe even higher than him, depending on your, your, your bench. I just can't comprehend from a roster building perspective. You just don't take a receiver especially when you have Terry McLaurin and John Hontas and investments there. So I would say no, but again, you gotta, I'm not going to assume anything for now while we're learning uh, the new staff. 
Ben Standig on the road in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl, covering it for The Athletic, his podcast, The Standig Room Only. But uh, obviously, we're all abuzz about the potential for a coach hiring today in the near future this week. Uh, what do you know about what's going down today? And uh, do you think we'll be, uh, we'll be talking to a new coach by the end of the week? By the end of the week, well, I, I think that, we'll, that they will announce something by the end of the week uh, when they make it, him, uh, him available to us. We'll see about that. Um, look, the Ben Johnson buzz has been there for some time. Here's my here's my theory, Michael. I, my theory is that nobody knows anything, and because of, and because of that, the only buzz that has been out there has been Ben Johnson coming here. So people have just been going with that. Now maybe it is a fait accompli. You know, as much as you try to report, like you know, I don't have a direct line to Josh Harris or to Ben Johnson or, or things like that, so it's hard to know. But I've been saying for a while, I don't think this is just like 100% slam dunk. It's a it's a perfunctory exercise, and we're all just wasting time. And I think we've seen that over the last few days. You know, Seattle could have hired Dan Quinn a week ago, but they didn't. I, I think that ship has sailed, if I had to guess. Which, and they've waited. So what are they waiting for? Seemingly, it's either Ben Johnson or Mike McDonald, the Ravens' defensive coordinator. But they hadn't even talked to McDonald yet uh, prior to uh, this week. They are supposedly meeting with McDonald today. Washington met with him yesterday. Uh, Washington is going to Detroit today to meet with Ben Johnson and the Lions' defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. Seahawks met with Johnson yesterday, supposedly. Um, I, I think Seattle's in this to win it for Ben Johnson. That doesn't mean they're going to. They may have no chance. But I, like I said, I don't think this is just like it's already been agreed upon and we're just all killing time. So hopefully this gets resolved in the next 24 hours and we hear an announcement. But at the same time, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not assuming anything, even if the Ben Johnson noise is you know been pretty steadily you know uh, loud this whole time. No, you make a great point, and and Ben, ben Standig joins us and uh, also dropping French phrases. Ever since you've started working for the New York Times, I mean, just your your erudite you know UMBC education really shining through there. I, I appreciate that. Uh, if the Seahawks wanted Dan Quinn, they they could have had Dan Quinn by now. I think there's two things that I think are true. I think Ben Johnson is going to be the head coach somewhere. Because uh, because nobody these other teams wouldn't have made the move if they thought they could still get him and, and I think Mike McDonald is probably the favorite to be the other coach hired. Uh, it's wild to me, thirty six years old, but all this guy does is shred Kyle Shanahan offenses, and uh, that's a pretty nice trait to have. The thing that I love about Ben Johnson is the thought of maybe you take him to Seattle and pair him with Pete Carroll. Right, Pete Carroll helps him fill out a staff, uses those contacts. I, I know there was buzz that he wanted to get back in, but I think at that at this point that ship sailed. A Carroll McDonald tandem in Seattle, rebuilding a defense to go against the Niners and the Rams. I think that's pretty juicy in Seattle. It it makes a ton of sense if you believe that you know because Ben Johnson this year, uh, sorry Mike McDonald this year in when the Ravens played Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and several other uh, top offenses. You no, know, they they played they played great. They blew them out. They held them in check. I mean, even this week, obviously the Ravens lost. But if you hold a Patrick Mahomes team scoreless in the second half, like that's that's not nothing. They're just you know obviously the offense just for the Baltimore just could not get the job done. The only thing that's weird to me about the Seattle thing is like okay when they fired Pete Carroll they only or you know reassigned him whatever they only had like two days left in the window to get that virtual interview in before that cycle closed and then you were going to have to wait a while so they didn't get to McDonald. I don't know if that was a mistake. Uh, uh, you know, uh, just in their organization 
or what have you, but like something is weird. But like to 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 set your sights on a guy that you haven't even talked to, and if Baltimore had won, they'd be waiting another two weeks to get moving. It kind of makes me wonder if it's Ben Johnson or one of the other names on their list. They've interviewed Mike Kafka, the Giants' offensive coordinator, which sure seems weird. Like, why would you go that route? But it's, I think Seattle is definitely a, a team that is not fall prey to uh, herd mentality. They also have uh, Evero, the defensive coordinator from from the Panthers, who's gotten a lot of attention. So, you know, maybe it's not McDonald, but, you know, likely it would seem that, you know, those, Johnson and McDonald are the two hot guys. If you're waiting this long, seemingly you would be like, okay, let's go talk to these guys. I like Azuro Evero from Carolina a lot, and they've blocked him from interviewing for other defensive coordinator jobs. I'm curious if, if something's at play there. I, I think he'll be a very good head coach someday as well. And I love to see the defensive guys getting their turn, getting some interviews, because uh, it has been so much of a steady drumbeat of you got to hire an offensive guy. I think there's some real defensive talent out there. Uh, ben Standig joining us from The Athletic. Before we let you get back to watching Senior Bowl practice, uh, the Eagles have hired their two coordinators. And I'm curious what you think, because I'm I'm bullish on this, but I know I know some people are saying uh, that this is a miss. Kellen Moore is their offensive coordinator, Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. Are, are brighter days ahead for the Eagles, uh, or or is this a team that's kind of seen their moment come and go? It's a good question. I mean, clearly they misfired big time on their coordinators this past uh, year after losing two to head coaching jobs. You know, look, Fangio is you know one of the most respected defensive coaches in in the last however many years, and you know Kellen Moore, you know, got that Dallas offense uh, going before he uh, went to the Chargers after Mike McCarthy decided to call plays in Dallas. Uh, on the surface, it sounds pretty good. I guess my wonder is, does it? You know, you you and I've heard the term complimentary football a thousand times over the last few years here with uh, the Ron Rivera teams. I, there, you know, there is something to that, and I do wonder from a coaching staff perspective: did they just hire two mercenaries to come on board, or did they hire two guys who, collectively with Sirianni and everybody else in that staff, is going to understand what they need to do, uh, or are they just sort of siloed into their own world and Sirianni sort of, to a degree, dead man walking like if they don't win games? I, that's the part I'm, I don't, I, I'm not sure what, what to make of it, but you know, on the surface, those guys are you know, seem pretty good hires to me. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Philly, that was such a weird ending to that season. Is it just the coordinators or what else was going on in that building? They're going to have to figure that out, obviously. No doubt. And uh, Ben's standing with The Athletics, so uh, he just announced on Twitter, Andrew Marchand, who's one of the best sports media guys, he's joining your team at The Athletic. That's that's a good get for you guys. Nice pickup there. Look, as you know, sports media conversations are my jam. I do. So, like, I will, I'm, I'm excited when I see Andrew Marchand pop up in my Slack and I'll be just messaging him all the time about who knows what, assuming he allows me to do that and doesn't block me on internal slack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, I, I'm a big fan of Marchand. I read his stuff um, when I can. And, uh, you know, I mean, he I, in that in that world, he breaks as much news as anybody. So, yeah, I'm excited that uh, I don't have to go to another paywall to read him, that I can just go to ours. And uh, another reason is to sign up for The Athletic. I love it. Thank you for uh, taking some time to join us. Enjoy Mobile. Uh, I trust the weather is great and the seafood is lovely down there. Uh, we'll look for your work. Theathletic.com, of course, and the Standing Room Only podcast. Ben Standing from The Athletic, thank you for making a few minutes for us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. There he goes. We're back with more after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM.
is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 1051 FM. It's a Tuesday. MP on the mic. I'm MP Michael Phillips here live from Richmond, Virginia, as we are Monday through Friday, 10 to noon. AWOD Radio takes over at noon. Grant and Danny drive you home. Uh, this stat just called to my attention. St. Bonaventure against VCU tonight. Bonnies are four and a half point favorites. They've played 15 times as Atlantic 10 members. This is the most the Bonnies have ever been favored by. Uh, I, I get it coming off of the first result where the Bonnies, you know, handled them inside with Chad Venning. Uh, I think this is a different VCU team. I think this, as as an A-10 game, I think this one will come down to the buzzer as they so often do. All right, shout out to the Washington Wizards. Uh, big night last night. Uh, is it is it a streak? Is it a streak? It's two in a row. I think it's a streak. Jones, a three. Off the rim, no. Rebound battle. Kuzma had it. Gafford scoops it up. Slam! Slam! Daniel Gafford the slam. The Wizards up 118-113. And that's rebounding. Daniel Gafford with the rebound. And that may do it. They don't even know what to do. They're so excited. Two in a row for the Washington Wizards. Two in a row. Somebody break up the Wiz. Just what they need. Coaching change. Two in a row. Uh, Don't ask who the two were against. All right. It was against the Pistons and the Spurs, the other two teams with single-digit wins this year in the NBA. Still, two in a row for our friends up in D.C., the Washington Wizards. And Ovi scored a goal this week. You love to see it. Lots of wins. Wins all over the place. See if VCU can continue that tonight right here on the fan against the Bonnies. J.C. is uh, a voracious consumer of news. Uh, and uh, has, has brought us the, the top headlines from around the world. What would you find here, JC? I've been all over the internet this morning, MP. I can't be stopped. It's an addiction, <laughs> you might say, but it is part of my job now, so I get to, you know, I get to cop out on that. that, that that's a, I was mentioning that being at the Reese's Senior Bowl and eating, eating Reese's all day. It's like, well, I'm here at the Reese's Senior Bowl, so kind of, I mean, it's for work, really, you know. I'll have another one. <laughs> Not the worst gig in the world. Not the worst gig in the world. <laughs> the the best part of Super Bowl week, and and they're doing it Monday night this year. So uh, so I'll recap it on the Tuesday show when we're in Vegas. Yes. They open up the stadium for one night for all the reporters to come in, and they show off the food that they're going to have at the Super Bowl. So okay. there's two elements to this. It's always the most eco friendly Super Bowl ever. So like they don't do plastic bottles at the Super Bowl. You know everything's recyclable. Mm-hmm. Last year everything was compostable in L.A. Right. Whatever the next thing is, they're going to do. Um, and then there's always some like crazy wacky like it's a $23 hot dog filled with <laughs> lobster tails. You know there's always one of those, and they they always like serve it so everybody gets to try it. Uh, so that that's always one of the great nights at the Super Bowl as well, the the food showcase. Uh, and you know I'd be all about that. Exactly, exactly. Of that'd, that'd be your show. So what do you got? Um, so we're all familiar with Jessica Beale. Heard of her? Uh, she's sh- sharing a time-saving hack, is what she's calling it. I call it outing herself a little bit on being a little gross. I'm sorry. She eats in the shower, and it's a very regular thing. Over the weekend, she shared a TikTok of her eating an orange in the shower, which I don't I don't know if I would say that there's any food that's like better to eat in the shower. It's all kind of unhygienic. 
Oh, I was thinking that's the most hygienic place to eat. That's the cleanest place in the house is the shit. <laughs> Food's not getting dirty in there, right? You know? That's that's what I'm saying. It, oh. it, you got crumbs, it just washes right down the drain. I could I could see where she's at here. That you, that may and an orange, like an orange can get wet without losing its flavor. I don't know. This seems awfully convenient to me. I think I'm on board. If it's good enough for her, it's good enough for shower me. Shower water on your orange. It, she says it's nice because it's accessible. You've got shelves in there. So you can put your coffee or your yogurt cup on the shelf in the shower, you know, in between cleaning parts, I guess. And then right. you just take a bite of yogurt. And <laughs> parts. Take a spoonful <laughs> of yogurt while you're washing your different uh, sections. Because to me, sections. You, We've you done shower, parts and sections so far. And then far. you get out of the shower. <laughs> First of all, she makes way too much money to care about the cost of water. I feel you there, Jessica Beale. Take your shower. Take your long shower. But why are you eating in it? I don't... Does she really need to save that much time? Yeah, absolutely. She's incredibly busy. <laughs> I Combining two great... It uh, reminds me of the uh, Seinfeld where Costanza combines uh, eating sandwiches and having sex with oh. his girlfriend. Oh, man. Remember, he can't... He can't be in bed without sneaking a bite of a sandwich. And this she, is a perfect she catches example. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect comparison. It's, it, it's now one act, the long shower with, with the food. <laughs> you lost me at, at coffee, though, because that would get watered down. Now, you had me at, at orange. I was like, this is genius. Now at coffee, you're losing me again. I have, you know, in my career as a line cook, I've had many a shower beer after work, 100%. So you're but, in the club. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe I am. <laughs> I'm sitting here judging. Yeah, the second story that I found, which was fantastic, uh, was from our friends at First We Feast. Big fans of First We Feast. What M&M flavor is your flavor? Choose your fighter. Oh, well, that's an easy one. Peanut butter. Peanut butter's the best M&M flavor. With, uh, peanut butter, not peanut. No, peanut's second. Peanut but butter. But peanut butter is, is first. I think that's... Now, Hazel's Rocking actually been to M&M World. Is that right? Did you go to M&M World in Vegas? I went to the store, yeah. Yeah. Four floors. What'd you get? I, M&M's? Uh, so many M&M's. So many M&M's. It's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Wait, what flavor? Well, they had lots, but they had like a dark chocolate pretzel. I feel like I've never seen that before. Mm, okay. So that was pretty good. Uh, do I need to add that to my Vegas list? Uh, the M&M store? How into M&M's are you? Because they're really I, into M&M's. I would say I'm regular into <laughs> M&M's. As in like if you offered me one, I would say thank you and eat it. You can personalize M&M's. You can like get your face painted on an M&M and they'll give you a bag of like Michael Phillips M&M's. I'm serious. <laughs> we're going to take branding for this show to the next level. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that. M&M's. <laughs> MP on the M and M's. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to add that to the. I'm I'm glad you went. you scout out Vegas for me. I appreciate it. It's no uh, it's Bud Light Big Game Week next week. We'll be live in Vegas all week. Uh, Hazel was scouting out Vegas. I appreciate that. I here's my Vegas decision. All right, a a wide. I don't, I don't know how if I've mentioned this to him or not. GP and I, Grant Paulson, afternoon show. We both want to go see you two at the Sphere. Two hundred and eighty bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> he shot a thumbs up, and then at the price, sure, went, <laughs> that it would be the most I've ever paid to attend a live event, beating my Taylor Swift ticket by thirty dollars. Goodness gracious! Yeah, uh, but it's you too. It's the Sphere, and then Hazel's like, "Well, you got to see the Sphere." I'm like, "Well, dang, now I got I got to see the Sphere." I don't know. I'm torn. You got to see the Sphere. So it's two hundred and eighty bucks. That's one win at the roulette table of 140. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's called risk mitigation right there. 
It's either a half price. It's either a half price show or a miserable <laughs> night in my room listening to to you two on Spotify and and crying about what could have been. Window, yeah. Looking at the sphere through the window. Yeah. I GP gave a tentative in though. I think. Look, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to let myself be talked into it. That's a hundred percent what's going to happen here. I'm not not oblivious to that fact. It sounds fun. It's the thing to do. And then my guy, Brian McNally, he works up at Monumental TV. He's like, oh, I saw them in this field. Like, you got to go. He was in the pit, like, with with Bono. Um, but he says those are the cheap seats because you can't see the screen. And the whole point, like, if you see Bono, you don't see the screen. Right. It's like that people don't want those tickets. I'm like, well, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Bono. I was wondering I, how large the thing actually is. Do we know? Massive. It's it's like eighteen thousand seats. So large. So big. Oh yeah. Even it, even by Vegas standards, it's it's oh, yeah. it's towering over everything. It is large. It um, is. I saw you two on there <laughs> when they came to Charlottesville forever ago uh, at Scott Stadium. They're playing with Muse. That was an okay. excellent show. Ooh, but love Muse. But the sphere seems to be the thing. There was a lot of people with U2 UV shirts on. Yeah. You know, and everyone seemed really excited. Okay, it's either that, it. It's either that or Carrot Top. Those are those those <laughs> are the two. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. We're going to see how much Carrot Top is. Oh, yeah. AY, mm-hmm. AY doesn't tease. know. We, tease. I, we, we're, we've got Carrot Top on the hook for a Monday appearance on the show. It's not, it's not done. It's not done. But my people are talking to Carrot Top's people. We're in negotiations. Uh, I'm not promising. I'm just saying it is promising. Uh, we'll we'll see. I pulled the figure for you, MP. The sphere is 366 feet high and 516 feet wide at its broadest point. That thing's huge. That, I'm so bad at numbers. Like it, you, you, you don't could, know how that you're just like that's large. Yeah, I'm just nodding. You could <laughs> you could tell me any amount of number. I'm like that with money too. The federal <laughs> deficit is 8.2 trillion dollars. Okay, then it's uh, more than I have. <laughs> Seems like a lot, I guess. I don't know. Uh, we got two more segments wrapping this thing up, sending it off to AWOD Radio Grant and Danny Drive You Home. You know what it is. It's 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.